A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled mother roughly handling a baby, but first, a story from Too Many Carrick. Entitled mother's demon spawn gets the poop beaten out of him over animal abuse. To start, some backstory. This happened many years ago when I was 11 or 12. Back then, I had a whole gang of friends in the neighborhood with whom I would play outside with whenever we could. Most of the members were slightly younger than me, but the younger sister of one of my friends was also present, which we were fine with and we all considered her our younger sister as we'd all been playing outside together for most of our lives. She had a cat. Important. There was also a child about the same age as me who we used to play with but didn't anymore as he was very short-tempered in general, started lots of fights, tried to threaten us with his air rifle, and had a jerk of a mother who would always stick up for him. He still lived in the same neighborhood as us, however, and also knew what time we would go outside to play. This fact will be important later on. It started when my whole gang and I decided to go to a nearby park, about a 10 minute walk away. We were aware of the fact that the entitled brat was there with his mother, but we just resolved to keep our distance and not let him provoke us. When we were almost at the park, I could hear a faint bang sound but thought nothing of it. We had just climbed up the stairs to the park, it was on a hill, and we saw something that would horrify all of us. The child had my friend's younger sister's cat in his kennel. He had set it down about 20 feet away from him and he was taking pot shots at the kennel with his air rifle. Even worse, you could hear the poor cat from where we were standing about 10 feet away. What was the mother doing you ask? Good question. She was sitting about 40 feet away in full view of us on her phone, not even raising her head. Given the title, I think what happens next is pretty self-explanatory. Before I get to it, I want to clarify that the entitled brat was relatively big for his age, 11, and weighed at a guess 100-ish pounds or about 45 kilograms. However, I was and still am a judoka, which means that I practice the martial art of judo with a blue belt, so please don't think this is made up. I immediately rushed to him and I didn't want to try to fight him while he had his air rifle, so I disarmed him and threw the rifle to the side, then threw him down. He, being the entitled brat that he was, started screaming for his mother, while I had him in one of the least dangerous hold downs in judo. The mother unsurprisingly sprang towards me screaming bloody murder. I pulled entitled brat to his feet after he said, okay please stop, I give up, I give up, hoping to explain to entitled mother that he was shooting at the poor cat, but he immediately attacked me again. This time I wasn't having any of his BS. I punched him repeatedly, and after he kicked me in the balls and reached for the air rifle, which my friend was holding, I held him in a chokehold without actually choking him, and put my knee into his back, which is a hold that is almost impossible to escape from. Mind you, this whole time Entitled Mother was screaming that she was going to kill me and that she was going to call the cops because I'd stolen her child's air rifle, tried to kill him and used it on that cat. You're a menace to society, OP but seemed very unwilling to step in to help her precious darling. I asked her what her evidence against me was, and she replied with, 
Uh, well, I know people at the police department, okay? To be honest, I was getting scared at this point. Remember, I was just a kid, okay? I let the kid up, but still didn't give the air rifle back. I still found the courage to ask her how she was going to beat my evidence about animal abuse, as all of my friends could provide proof. It was at this point that she messed up. She slapped me. I obviously didn't attack Entitled Mother back, but instead we did the slightly cowardly but now what seems like the right thing, we all just grabbed the cat and started running back to my house. However, we didn't even get out of the park, as a couple of my friends had run back to my house already and told my parents. They showed up right there and then, and there was a 15 minute argument, which ended in my parents storming off to the car, taking a lot of photos of my cheek, dropping me off at my house after showing me where the first aid kit was, and presumably going to press charges. The best thing about her slapping me, by the way? Proof! The slap didn't hurt that much, but she had broken the skin on my cheek, and scratched it with her long nails, and there was a lot of blood. To cut an already long story short, she was taken to the police, and my parents filed charges. And the moment you all have been waiting for... The cat was okay, she'd been hit with a pellet but made it. She was taken to an animal hospital right away, and no procedures even needed to happen. She passed a year ago unfortunately, but she was happy up until then and didn't suffer. R.I.P. Muffin, 2000 something to 2021. Also, turns out that I broke Entitled Brat's nose from punching him, but didn't get in trouble. Pretty smart of those couple friends to go running off back to OP's house to get their parents, and good on their parents for showing up and making sure that they press charges against this person that clearly deserves it, because to just sit idly by and allow something like that to happen with your kid? You've gotta be an awful person. If you saw something like that going on with the cat, would you be able to keep your composure at all? Or would seeing something like that make you just blow up? Let me know how you would handle something like that in the comments down below. Our next story is from Mew Mixes. My aunt and uncle tried to get me fired over some crumbs, then it tore the family apart. Some background, this happened around 5 years ago, I was 23, female. At that time I worked for a large cleaning slash maid service chain that specialized in both household cleaning and commercial cleaning. I don't mean to sound braggy, but I pride myself on my work ethic and ability to be highly productive. The first and only year they did this, I managed to get the employee of the year status out of thousands of employees amongst hundreds of branches across Canada and the USA, which came with a cool $1,000 bonus. I was good at my job, did special little things for clients like fancy towels and toilet paper folds, nice vacuum lines, and was requested very often by clients. I had never gotten a customer complaint in the five years that I worked there. I don't know what happened with my mother's side of the family, but her siblings are all full-blown backstabbing narcissists, some worse than others, that constantly made snide remarks. My mother's not as bad as them, but she definitely has some narcissistic tendencies as well. My grandmother's a sweet, open-minded, non-judgmental woman, so it baffles me that all four of her children ended up being so crappy. The four of them all married equally as crappy people. Anyway, on to the story. My one aunt and uncle, who are the worst of the bunch, moved and needed a new house cleaner. They remembered that I cleaned houses, so they called my boss and signed up with the company I worked for, specifically requesting me. I came into work the next day, and my boss tells me the news, that my aunt signed up and asked for me to clean their house. Knowing how she and her husband are, I was very apprehensive, 
and asked my boss if that was a good idea, as it would be a conflict of interest. Basically, I tried to say, freak no, I ain't cleaning that witch's house, in the most professional way possible. Well, regardless of my strong detest, my aunt was on my cleaning list the next day. I'll be honest, the first few cleans went totally fine. There were four adults living in my aunt's house at the time. My aunt, my uncle, their son slash my cousin who was in university, and my grandmother, so it was a lot of work to clean up after four adults in a huge house. But it was nice to see my grandmother every two weeks, and like I said, it was all going just fine. My grandmother and cousin were always home while I cleaned, and my aunt and uncle were usually at work. My gran was always so appreciative, saying how good of a job I do, and that she could see why I was deemed employee of the year. My mom was proud and told her about it. It was going fine, until one morning when I come into work, and my boss has a confused slash concerned look on his face. I ask him what's wrong, and he states that my first complaint came in. I was shocked, and at this point after so many years, I was on a pretty personal level with all of my clients. So I figured if there were a concern, I would get told it directly. My boss then says, and it's from your aunt and uncle. Shock turned into rage as my boss hands me over the printed out complaint email. I can't completely remember what it said, but I'll paraphrase as best as I can. I just remember it being extremely cold and I was being referred to as your staff. I guess I wasn't worthy of a name. Dear boss, Entitled Aunt and I are writing this email in regards to a clean we recently had done by your staff. To say it was subpar is putting it lightly. When Entitled Aunt and I got home from work, we found crumbs all over the kitchen floor. High dusting was not completed. The high dusting he was referring to were 9 foot tall shelves. I'm not allowed to climb ladders due to liability reasons. Hallways were not vacuumed. And some other things seemed intentionally missed. We are very disappointed in your staff and think they should be reprimanded. The cleaning is just simply not good enough. We are only 98% satisfied, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Regards, Entitled Uncle. I remember the email being about a page long, but that's basically the gist of it. My boss was shocked, I was shocked, and after explaining how my aunt and uncle are, he threw the complaint in the garbage. I told him I was not cleaning their house ever again and he agreed this time. Hallelujah. I got home from work and was still upset about what happened. The fact that my family would try to get me reprimanded, the fact that they couldn't even use my name, the fact that they couldn't just come to me directly or email me if they had a concern. I called my mom and stepdad and told them what happened. I had taken a picture of the complaint email, so I sent it to them. They were pissed. Like, more pissed than I thought they would be. My stepdad called my uncle and told him that he was a complete piece of crap, asked them exactly what their intentions were with that email, and why would they go out of their way to try and get their niece fired or reprimanded? Who the freak does that to their own family? My uncle was a complete coward and groveled an apology with his tail between his legs. After he got chewed out by my stepdad, he called me. I let it go to voicemail. He left a voicemail basically saying, Why would you tell your parents about what happened? This was a professional matter that should have been kept between us and your work. The email was a misunderstanding. We're so sorry, Brookie. Oh, now I get a name? A nickname, even? Please call me back so we can sort this out. I never called them back. I did send them an email, though, explaining why I was so mad. That perhaps the two adults, who were always home, made some crumbs after I left? And also why he was now dead to me. 
Once the rest of my family caught wind of what happened, I think my aunt and uncle told everyone to try to get them on their side. Spoiler alert, no one took their side. My aunt and uncle's children, my cousins, reached out to me personally to apologize for their parents' behavior. My grandma apologized for her daughter's behavior, and this whole thing essentially tore the family apart. My grandma moved out not long after. My mom didn't talk to her sister for a year. My stepdad still hasn't spoken to either of them since, and I haven't spoken to my uncles since either. It's been five years. The son that doesn't live with them also went no contact for quite some time. They've also been no family Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, dinner since this happened. Everyone knew they were pieces of poop, but I guess this was just the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of my family. Honestly, everything that the aunt and uncle did in this story was really cringy. Like, because they knew their niece worked at a place, they were like, oh well, okay, we'll sign up for it and get it done. And because they're bad at understanding how it works, they turn around and put a complaint in for what was the star employee, and it all equates to them getting basically ousted by their entire family. Like, how much of a familial screw-up can you possibly be? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so that you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video's got great stories like our next one from Resident Dr. Evil. If you were in my place, what kinds of secrets would you expect from my parents? Here's some context before I get to the advice. I have not one or two, but three people to deal with. If I were to make an entitled parents post about them, EBM would be entitled birth mother, EAM would be entitled adoptive mother, and EAF would be entitled adoptive father. There's no entitled birth father, in fact that partially plays into everything in a bit. I wouldn't call them abusive in the classic sense, that's not my complaint. They weren't unwilling to be providing and were very carefree. Actually, that is my biggest problem, they're so carefree. They're passive about consequences, such as me getting bullied. However, it's the second biggest problem I want to ask about, that they're so secretive. It frustrates me so much. You might think Entitled Birth Father was a case of a father leaving the mother, but it turned out to be the exact opposite. Entitled Birth Mother was forced into being a welfare mother due to a disability of hers and hopped between states sometimes to catch the best welfare. She knew she was pregnant with me, but didn't tell Entitled Birth Father. She just said goodbye and left. Entitled Birth Father does not have any reason to think I exist. The thing is, I didn't know about this until I was 20. Despite Entitled Adoptive Mother and Entitled Adoptive Father having regular contact with Entitled Birth Mother, I didn't know about being adopted either. I was 13 when I asked out of a complete fluke since we were learning about genes in science class and Entitled Adoptive Mother didn't hesitate to answer yes. However, she wouldn't tell me specifically who my Entitled Birth Mother was until I was 18. The secrecy didn't end there. It's now known that the reason I was adopted in the first place was because Entitled Birth Mother once brought home an abusive boyfriend who tried to end me. He instead left me with a significant TBI, traumatic brain injury, because everyone responded correctly. Because it happened when I was so young, both Entitled Birth Mother and Entitled Adoptive Mother tried to hide it for decades. So they hid my own disability for 20 years. This is the secret that bugs me the most because often it would have been irrelevant in public to say, this is why I am the way I am, as well as for me to actually know why I am the way I am. The fact that both sets of parents were willing to collaborate on keeping this secret from me, although my entitled birth mother ironically doesn't take it seriously, 
shows the nature of my situation. There's been scattered moments when I ask something like, Mommy, why do I have these scars? And my parents would say, everyone has them. They would try to downplay it. I didn't learn about my TBI until I was at least 19. Because I never knew about my TBI, I also never knew about the abusive boyfriend. That would be normal, except for the fact that he's been living under my nose the whole time. For the majority of my life, he's lived in the same village I've always lived in, walking free since his sentence was super short. There's times he could have been at the grocery store, the village restaurant, the local park, etc. Like some cameo I didn't know the significance of. When I asked what he looks like, since that's the only thing Google doesn't tell me, my three parents shrug their shoulders, which I don't rule out might be secrecy. Also, because I didn't know about entitled birth mother's full identity until two decades in, I learned two years after that that she and my entitled adoptive mother have kept family reunions a secret. My birth family's had family reunions under my nose for the longest time, and I never learned about their existence until entitled birth mother asked me to accompany her to it one year, and someone remarked it's my first one in the two decades I could have been going. They're upset now because what better way to demotivate someone out of seeing family? Their excuse when it comes to every last one of these things is, we were trying to protect you. This is highly ironic because a lot of individuals who weren't me knew a lot about these things, including my whole family except for me knowing about my TBI because they picked up on my differences. So I'm in a weird position where I love my family but absolutely don't trust them. Yes, I'd trust them to do something task-related like record a show on the DVR, but when it comes to knowledge, I'd think about their secrecy every time I'm angry at anything. I'm absolutely vigilant that there's more that a normal person would have told me that they haven't. When I ask myself if I love them, there's a lot missing from what's supposed to be the feeling of love. I've threatened before to them that I want to reserve the right to be dishonest with them, but this earned right doesn't feel fulfilling as there isn't much I can keep from them to any actual effect, except for the fact that I own this Reddit account. I would burn whatever could be called their legacy slash remnants if they died and I found out they got away with more secrecy. But here's the thing, where would I look for their secrets? What would you as the offspring of other parents explore or investigate or interview about if you were to entertain the idea that they're holding more secrets? Are there other things that it's normal for parents to lie about? I think the weirdest thing for me in hearing OP's story here, like yeah, they're crazy secretive about really stuff that should not be so secretive, but then also when like quizzed specifically about those things, they just blatantly tell the truth. Why does it take OP finding the exact questions to ask and only then do they just tell these hard hitting things to them? especially when a lot of these things would really have helped them to be able to process that a long time ago. Our next story is from DakeUHHH. My parents got mad because I tipped the pizza delivery person. This happened the other day. My parents are not from the US and tipping culture isn't much of a thing in their home country, but I grew up here in the US and always tip when it's expected or hoped for by the person doing their services. Anyway, I almost never get pizza delivered. I always prefer to pick it up at the restaurant but I was feeling very lazy and decided to order delivery. The pizza driver shows up, I signed the receipt as I paid over the app with my bank card and gave them a cash tip. $5 for the tip since my order was $15 total and the restaurant's only 8 minutes away from my house. Anyway, my parents saw me give them the $5 and immediately asked why I gave him cash 
when I told him I'd already paid for it. I explained that you're supposed to tip the pizza delivery people and that the person who delivered the food was nice and polite so they definitely earned the tip. They then proceeded to go on a rant on how I'm not smart with my money, how they should decide what I spend my money on and how I'm an idiot for tipping. They even said pizza delivery people should get better jobs if they're going to rely on tips. Here's the kicker. I work at a dine-in restaurant. I receive tips too. Yet they don't ever seem to have a problem with people tipping me at work. Anyway, my parents have always been like this, wanting to control my finances, despite the fact that I work full-time and pay them rent as well. I think it's hard to not get upset, but it definitely seems like a personal like culture thing that is just super ingrained in them. I think the main frustration here probably is not necessarily that they believe these things, but that they can't accept that it just works differently here, especially with like food delivery and waiters and waitresses. And also, of course, they're double standard. It's great when you get a tip. This next story is from Euphoric Apricot 3867. Dad expects me to pay a full month of rent when I'm moving out the first week of the month. Long story short, I got pregnant. My dad said if I'm pregnant, he doesn't want me to live at home anymore. Great, I understand that, so I start applying for places. I'm getting approved for a two-bed apartment and I'm excited to move out the first week of May. So of course I tell my dad my success, expecting him to be happy for me. However, I was met with him saying, well you're making at least three times the rent to get in your own place, you can pay me rent. My bills won't stop because you decide to move. I offer to pay $150 to stay for the first week of the month and he threw an absolute fit about how he expects rent or I need to be out by the start of the month. Well, dad, you'd be able to afford your bills if you didn't waste your money on pot and alcohol. Pretty sure that $300 a month I give you would be subsidized by acting like an adult, but whatever. I really expected him to be proud and happy for me, but I guess I was wrong. You gotta love every step of the chain here, really. You get in a situation they don't want to support you, they say move out. So you say, okay, I get it. You turn around, you do well, and all of a sudden they were upset because you're no longer going to be paying them rent money. Our next story is from Broken Dreamer 1997. My entitled mother blamed me for her fallout with my pregnant younger sister. So in case no one's read any of my posts about my mother, she's a Karen above all Karens. And we've always had a bit of a rocky relationship. Thanks to her, I actually lost contact with all five of my younger sisters a few years ago. Another post for another day. So you can imagine how shocked I was when one of them, who was about two years younger than me, got in contact with me on Facebook. She said she had some bad news and she wanted me to promise that I wouldn't say anything. I, of course, was a good big sister and promised that. As long as she wasn't in danger or putting herself or anyone else in danger, I wouldn't say anything. I already had that gut feeling that I knew what she was going to say, and my fiancé had the same feeling. What she said next confirmed my suspicions. She was pregnant. At the time she reached out to me, she was about two or three months pregnant and she was ready to start telling everyone about how my nephew was due by summer. While I had two miscarriages by then and was actually recovering from the second one, I was really happy for her, as she was told that her body was deformed and would make it impossible for her to have kids. I, on the other hand, just have issues with my cycle and a high probability of infertility. For me, not only did it mean I was getting a nephew, but it actually filled me with hope as I realized that if she could do it, I could too, and that there was no use being depressed for much longer. 
We kept in contact throughout her pregnancy, and my fiancé was proud that I was finally getting over our most recent miscarriage. We often talked about possibly meeting up so I could see the baby, and we promised to be there for each other. Everything was getting better and better until she hit the six-month pregnancy mark. I got a message in Facebook from my older sister, whom I hadn't talked to since my first miscarriage due to what happened when she told my mom, asking me if I knew my younger sister was pregnant. Up until this point, outside of my fiancé, I hadn't told anybody as I wanted to keep my promise. After all, this was her moment, not mine, and if she wanted to be the one to tell them, I wasn't going to stop her. It took a while to figure out what had happened, and I already knew crap was going to hit the fan. My little sister was already calling me, telling me that she decided that she was going to start telling people, bit by bit, especially since it was already starting to show. She had yet to get a hold of my parents as they were never available to talk. So she spread the news until one of my aunts turned around and called my parents, demanding to know why she was finding out so late. By that time, my parents were already calling me because my older sister told them that I'd known for a while, and I ended up turning off my phone for a few days until the heat died down. Of course, my fiancé got in contact with my younger sister and told her to message me through his account if she needed to get a hold of me. When I turned back on my phone, I called up my mother, having decided to face the music. Mom said, You knew your sister was pregnant and you didn't tell us? How could you do that to us? We're family and we deserve to know. I say, she asked me to keep quiet about it for the time being, since she wanted to be the one to tell you. She says, that's no excuse. You should have told us right away. Do you know what it was like to find out the way we did? I've had plenty of practice with my mother and already know where this is going, and the fact that I'd just gotten off work that day still had me exhausted. I reply, it's not my business to tell you something like this. She was going to tell you when she was ready, and you weren't available when she was. This kind of falls on you, too. My mom started screaming at me because I should have been a good big sister and looked out for my little sister by telling everyone as soon as she told me. She said that this is why no one in the family likes you and accused me of being jealous. Her tone changed for a minute as if she remembered something. She said, by the way, I never got to check in on you and your baby. You're what, eight months now? My fiancé walked in as soon as she said this, and the look on my face said it all. I had told my older sister about the miscarriage, which happened after my mom found out, and threatened to hurt me and my fiancé before harassing me for weeks, but no one had ever said anything since, and I knew she told my mom. The fact that she brought this up brought me to tears, and my fiancé took my phone and started screaming at my mom, telling her to never call me again and how dare she say that. After yelling at her, he hung up the phone and sat down with me to calm me down. I guess my mom told my dad what happened because my dad started calling me and my fiancé answered, telling them to not bother me again. My dad told them that my parents were going to be moving out of state, and due to everything that had happened over the last few years, my dad wanted us to meet him, my mom, and my other sisters for dinner so we could all make amends. I didn't want to, especially after the way my mom attacked me by bringing up the miscarriage, but my fiancé convinced me to go because of my younger sisters. Let's just say my fiancé admitted that we should have gone with my gut. My mother kept bringing up my little sister and my miscarriage, and my dad kept getting mad anytime my fiancé told her to cut it out. 
At one point, my dad made his true intentions known as he turned to me and started demanding that I apologize to my mother for disrespecting her, upsetting her for causing a fight with my younger sister by not telling her about the pregnancy, and told me that I better control my fiancé. This was the end of it for me, and I stood up and told them in a loud and clear voice, my version of yelling since I had yet to gather the courage to actually raise my voice and cuss them out, even though they more than deserved it, that I refused to apologize for anything, as none of this was my fault. The business between my mother and my sister was their business, and everyone could shove it, especially if they wanted an apology after rubbing my miscarriage in my face. After that, I told my fiancé that I was ready to leave, and we both walked out. My fiancé said I should have yelled and cussed, but he was still proud of me all the same. Okay, honestly, as much as they deserve to be yelled and cussed out, it's impressive that OP could remain as composed as they did considering all the circumstances that went down here, and were able to tell them bluntly how they felt, how they could shove it, and walk out of there knowing that they expressed themselves. And our final story of the day is by Moby9, entitled Mother Almost Broke My Neck as a Newborn. So I'm the firstborn in my family, now 23 year old female, it's just me and my brother, 20. But obviously being the firstborn, my parents were careful and everything was new for them. I was born with dislocated hips and I had a problem with my neck. My head was held at a slight angle, very stiff and couldn't be moved. Over time this loosened and as my neck got stronger I learned to hold my head straight. I was in a harness when I was born due to my dislocated hips so my legs were fixed up like a frog and my cheek was against my shoulder due to my neck. I probably looked weird to others. Anywho, to the point, my mom went grocery shopping and I was asleep in my buggy. My mom struggles when alone in public, you know, like girls go in groups to the toilet, that kind of thing. She's quiet and goes about her business when a mother and a young child walked up to her. The entitled mother said, how cute, how old is she? Mom said, oh, uh, thank you, a few weeks old. The entitled mother says, aw, well, you should really know she shouldn't be laying like that. Her neck will be messed up. Mom says, oh, well, the entitled mother says, you should already know that if you're a real mom. Mom says, excuse me? She says, do you think you're a good mother messing your child's body up so young? Mom says, actually, the entitled mother grabbed my head and forced it straight and I screamed, instantly waking up and crying. Mom said, what the heck do you think you're doing? My mom slapped the woman's hands away and her toddler started crying. My mom lifted me up and started comforting me and my screaming was getting the attention of other customers and staff. The entitled mother said, I'm fixing your child, something you should be doing, but I'm too nice so I'm helping you. She was genuinely shocked and taken aback that my mom shouted at her. A nice lady had gone and gotten security and they were on their way over. My mom said, how dare you touch my child? She can't move her head. She's got a condition that means it's painful to move as her neck is stiff. The entitled mother laughed saying, I've never heard of such a thing. Whatever rubbish you just said doesn't exist. My friend's a vet, so I know these things. My mom fought back tears and the security guard showed up. Entitled mother grabbed her child and stormed off as my mom bounced me gently trying to calm me down and quietly explained to security what had happened and witnesses backed her up. The woman was stopped at the door and held until police arrived. Not sure what happened after that, but the hospital told my parents that I was incredibly lucky nothing had broken. My neck would take longer to heal and my head is still a little lopsided today and I'm 23. Fun times.
So screw you, Entitled Mother. Apparently, I didn't sleep properly for weeks, and my neck was strained as it was pulled roughly. Who the heck touches someone else's child, let alone yanks a newborn's head? My mom just wanted to get me to the hospital, so I'm unsure what happened to the woman. I hope she had hers yanked too. Sadly, considering OP's mom was focused on getting them to the hospital, this entitled mother probably got off scot-free and is probably still breaking newborns next to this day. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 